morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. This is Sunday morning, December 12th. So glad to have you along. My name is Tom Short. We get in the Word of God every day here, and I hope that you find encouragement and strength as you follow Christ here. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, verse 14, he says this, verse 13 and 14, enter in by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is broad, which leads to destruction, and many are they who travel by it. Many are those who enter in through it, he said. But the gate is narrow, the gate is small and the way is narrow that leads to life, and few are they who find it. In the Christian life, we enter by that narrow gate. We realize that where we, that the path of life often because of sin, because we're sinners, it often includes a dying to self, uh, a, a learning to, a, a difficulty to enter, and our reward is in the long run. Our reward lies down the way a bit. People who need immediate gratification rarely become Christian. And if they do, they often give up because they realize that this the, the, the reward is down the road. The reward comes later. But you ask yourself, and so this takes faith, and you ask yourself, well, then why enter it? And how do I know? And believe me, those of us who've been following Christ for a while, it's important that we share our faith. It's important that we share with people how and why God has led us to a place of victory, a place of of joy, a place of satisfaction in life. So often the people who are most zealous in sharing the gospel are people who are young Christians. And indeed, they are experiencing that first excitement of, of the fresh love, a new love with Jesus Christ. And they have a lot of non-Christian friends often. But the, the path of life, usually it's if you enter in, there's an immediate joy and then God begins to bring some discipline and some training and some sanctification. And there could be persecution. There could be suffering along the way. And when we do that, many fall away. And those of us who have persevered through that stage and are experiencing the, the, the joy, we need to speak up. In Hebrews, it tells us we have a better faith. Hebrews compares, it, it's written to people who were going back to the old Judaism, and they had come to Christ, <clears throat> they'd embraced him, but then they, they began to get persecuted, and so they drifted back into the legalism, back into the Judaism, back under the law. So much of the New Testament warns us against this. In the book of Hebrews, this was happening, and they would even repudiate Jesus. They would, they would reject him completely and choose the, the approval of men choose the old way, the legalism, the, the, Jewish, the Jewish rituals and rites, and, in, and rejecting Jesus in order to do so. In Hebrews, I just want to, so it was written to encourage people not to do that. And I want to encourage you not to do that. You know, there really is a rash of famous people who are deconstructing the Christian faith who are talking, they're, they're sharing their deconversion testimonies. And these are becoming more and more popular. It's a phase. It'll pass. But right now, there's some popular people, some popular musicians over the last two, three years, who talk about their deconversion experience. 
One of them, a popular writer with Hillsong even talked about, no one's talking about, you know, why do good people suffer or, or uh, you know, creation, uh, evolution, is evolution disproven? And I think, my goodness, I talk about those things every day on campus, but somehow he had not, he, he was he was writing music and, and pretty prominent and had never addressed some of these things. Anyway, people are deconstructing, people are leaving the faith. And, and there is this uh, an apostasy, a turning away. Perhaps it's a sign of the end times, who knows? But you and I are not. We're being faithful. We're staying faithful to our God. We are staying faithful to the truth. We're stay, staying faithful to Jesus Christ. And in the book of Hebrews, he gives us several things that he says, our way is better. Now, I want you to think about that. Because in our culture today, uh, a lot of people don't ever want to imply that your religion could be better. I've shared this before about truth. It's, it, it, it's pe people view religion as like flavors of ice cream or something you'd order off a menu. And they might say, well, you might like mint chocolate chip better than uh, butter crunch or cookies and cream, but you can't say it's better because it's only your opinion. And what we would say is no, our faith in Christ is not just our opinion, it is our belief that he is the Messiah, it's the belief in his truth claims. It's not just a matter of being uh, that we enjoy it, it's that it's true. And the writer of Hebrews, in comparing faith in Jesus to the Jewish religion, he, he pulls no punches. He doesn't have to hate, hesitate to say that it's better, better. And let me give you a few of the things he says. In Hebrews 7, 19, he says, we have a better hope. And we sure do. We have a better hope. We have a hope of eternal life. In chapter 7, verse 22, we have a better covenant. Our promise, our faith in Jesus Christ, based on the blood of Christ, not the blood of a bull or goat, not the blood of a sheep, but the blood of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, we have a better covenant. Chapter 8, verse 6, we have better promises. We have a better promise than was given to uh, other religions. Our promise of eternal life, our promise of reigning with Christ, our promise of being exalted with Christ is a better promise than is given in other religions. In chapter 11, verse 16, it says that those who were, who uh, the, in the God's hall of fame, his faith hall of fame, it says they went out, not knowing where they're going, for they were seeking a better country. And indeed we are, we're seeking a better country. Here in America, you know, we have a, the, you know, America offers us a lot of opportunity, a lot of hope in this country, but we're seeking a better one. We're seeking one that is eternal. We're seeking one that is secure. We're seeking one that's not ravaged by political corruption. We're seeking one that's not ravaged by crime or inflation or any kind of falsity. We're, we're seeking a better country where Christ is the king and his, ray, his way is followed, and we know that's better. In, in, um, in chapter 11, verse 35, it says they were seeking a better resurrection. And indeed, you and I are seeking a better resurrection. My folks, what am I saying? My friends, we have a better religion. Don't hesitate to say it. Don't hesitate to believe it. We have a better way of life.
We've been seeing the last few days from Romans chapter 8, where in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer. We, we have a better, uh, a superior way of living. And don't hesitate to say it. I know at times it can sound proud and self-righteous, but I think this is just the devil's accusation. I think this is the, just the devil's accusation trying to tell us that if we just say, well, this is my way, this is my opinion, others have the way, the, their way and their opinion. Not so. Nope. Our way is the better way. Why? Because it's God's way. It's God's way. People on campus ask me sometimes, you, you know, do, do you think your religion's any better? And my point is, it's not my religion. It's, it's submitting to God's truth, submitting to God's way. I used to have my religion many, many, many years ago. I used to, before I was a Christian, I used to think I'm going to kind of, you know, have cafeteria religion. I'll look at a little bit of Christianity, a little bit of philosophy, a little bit of Eastern religion, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and I'll kind of decide what's best for me. And indeed, if I do that and to think my way is the right way, the best for everybody, no, they, they, if they, they should do the same thing. They should figure out what's best for them. But that's not what we do. We have submitted to God's truth. We're those who worship him in spirit and in truth. We have submitted ourselves to God. We approach God through his means of salvation, the Lord Jesus Christ. We accept what he says. We follow him and we expect others to do so as well. And so the question comes down, is my religion better than someone else's? No, but God's way is better than anybody's. God's way is better than my way, than your way, than anyone's way. That's what Jesus is. Jesus brought us God's way. And so we walk with that confidence, not self-righteousness, but the righteousness of Christ. Not that I'm better, but Christ is better. Not that I've figured it out. No, I've just followed what Jesus has revealed. This is the way of humility. The way of pride is to say, we follow what I think. The way of humility is to say, I follow the way of the Lord. I have submitted myself to him. And we call on others to do so as well. Today, as we worship God in our churches and how we pray our churches would speak with boldness and confidence. You see, because what I'm saying can sound self-righteous but it's just the opposite. It's Christ righteous. It's exalting him and his way. And it's saying his way is superior and better than any way of any man, me, you, or anyone else. No, he's more than a man. He's a son of God. And we follow him and his revealed truth. Father, we pray today for our churches and for we, the people of God, that we would have the confidence and the faith to stand firm in your truth and in your ways, not because we're smarter or better, but because you're better. And you are, you're the all-wise God. You're the eternal God. You're the, over, you're the conquering God. You are the king of the kingdom. Father, we don't, we don't say as we've entered the narrow gate and we've walked on the narrow path, and we know that many others don't. We're not saying, Father, for a moment that our way is better. All we're saying is we have followed the living God. Your way is exalted. Your way is true. 
your way is right. And because of your grace, you've, you've made all of us who are on your path, you have forgiven us, you've made us righteous, you've given us their very righteousness, hallelujah. We give you thanks and we give you praise. Today, Father, we humble ourselves before you and we declare that you're the almighty God. And we also, Lord, expect others to humble themselves before you. We don't, we don't buy into this. Everyone gets to do whatever they want. Lord, if they, if they don't go your way, they're, they're going the wrong way. They're on the wrong path. They're on the broad path. How we pray today, Father, that we would unashamedly declare ourselves that we have laid aside our rights. We have laid aside our, our, our own wisdom, and we are the followers of the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Messiah, the Christ Jesus and that we would expect others to live that life as well. It's better, and it's true. It's better because it's true. Father, I pray today, and I'm grieved as I think of the people who've uh, become popular by walking away, and it's become a trendy thing. I pray for those of us on this live stream, Lord, to be faithful to you, to be unwavering, to be solid, to stand with our feet firmly planted on Jesus Christ, who is our rock. We pray today our churches would preach the truth, would equip the people, would strengthen us so that we can withstand the temptations and the struggles and the challenges of life that come at us. We know those struggles, they ultimately, Lord, we know who's ultimately behind them. But we thank you nothing will come our way today that you will not enable us to not only endure and persevere, but to be overwhelming conquerors, conquerors through our faith in Jesus Christ. This is the faith that overcomes the world. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world, and we thank you for that today. We bless you, and we love you, and we give you this day to be followers of you, your way, your truth on that narrow path. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, God bless you. So thankful that, thankful that you're with me today. I hope it's a Sunday. I hope you enjoy church today. But I hope you come back here every day. We, we're grateful for the churches. And we pray for our churches. But I don't think that once a week is enough to really build us with the strength we need to be. And so we come here every day, and I encourage you to make a commitment, a decision. Next several months, see if you can be here every day. We're getting to the time of New Year's resolutions. Start one early. Come back day by day by day and see if it doesn't make a change in your life in the coming weeks and months. All right? God bless you. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow right here. You have a blessed day. Bye-bye.